You're listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls of Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Hey, Purpose peeps, welcome back to the final episode of our Sabbath and Self-Care series. I don't know about y'all, but God has been getting me together with this series over the past few weeks. Um, I have shared with y'all just even in this past week how God has been convicting me specifically about what I eat. And it's like it start. it's it's like every week he's challenging me with a new thing. First, it was what I was eating. Now it's like how often I'm eating. And I'm just like, Lord, dang, you really are like this is a, a whole training peace and um I can't lie y'all sometimes I'm like god does it take all this but it's ironic because earlier this week my pastor was talking and he was saying you know how a lot of times we'll go to church and we feel like oh you know does it really take all that does it really need to be two hours and he said something that slapped me in the face he said I wonder if God thought that Jesus was taking too many lashes for you. And so I'm, I'm just going to jump right in. And we only a minute into the, the episode for today. But we're going to talk today about self-discipline. Um, and we're going to talk about being intentional with our appearance and what it is that we eat and, and how often we sleep. And there are going to be certain things that I may say that you say, Bree, it doesn't take all that. But it really does. And the reason why is because it's what God requires of us. If that's what God is asking you to do, if and everyone's going to have their own personal convictions. But if God is saying, hey, this is what I'm requiring of you, then who are we to say, oh, God, it doesn't take all that. And I'm preaching to myself more than or as much as I'm preaching to you because, I mean, even yesterday I, I was uh, doing a fast. So y'all notice I do fast a lot. I was doing a fast and um, it was like a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. fast. And so I uh, broke my fast at, at like 8, I think, and didn't have a ton to eat. But it was like I got full off of a small amount, but I still, there was still more left. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to eat the rest because, you know, I ain't eating all day. I feel like I was like, no, don't have any more. And so I cleaned the kitchen, whatever. And then there were some beans left over. So I was like, God, I don't want to put these in the fridge. I'm just going to eat them. And he was like, didn't I say don't eat anymore? Like, what is your deal? So, uh, y'all, I mean, I, I, I'm so thankful for this podcast because it holds me accountable. And I have to be honest about where I stumble and where I fail and what my shortcomings are. And I, and I, you know, where the enemy would love for me to cover those things up. I know. And it's like this song, uh, by Jonathan McReynolds called lover. My soul. It says what I confess he will cover. So I am letting y'all know, as I did last week, this overcoming like gluttony and, um, really just being disciplined with what I eat is a struggle on a day-to-day basis, but I know that I can overcome because of what God's word says. And even in James, he says no, or, or in first Corinthians 10, actually, he says no temptation has overtaking you except what is common to man, but with every t- temptation, he will provide a way of escape. And so I am just ready to take that way of escape every single day. And I am dying to myself daily. I think about what scripture says about picking up your cross and following God. Um, Someone told me once that the cross is an instrument of death. And if you think about it like that, it sounds really intense, but I think it's a really great reminder of like, okay, God, today is not about me. Today is not about what I want to do. Today is not about um, how I feel like I should be. Today is about what you want to do through me. And I think that that is the perfect tie-in with the title for today's episode, which is What's Your Why? We've talked about a lot of things over the past three weeks. We've talked about what it means to be still, what it means to be content, and what it means to um, really rest and just take advantage of Sabbath. And as we close out this series, what's going to keep you grounded and what's going to make sure that you're still being intentional with everything is not going back and listening to these episodes again and again, though, feel free. What's going to be the most pertinent piece is you remembering why it is that you're doing what you're doing, that you remember, oh, this is my motivation. I'm trying to break the cycle of disease in my family. I am trying to 
break the cycle of greed in my family where you say, you know, I know that traditionally our family has been known as the the family that doesn't eat or sleep because we're always coming up with a new business concept. But I'm deciding that in my business, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to do something crazy and radical and I'm going to trust God. So I am excited about today's lesson. I'm going to share a story as I have every week and then um, we're going to read our verse for the week, our focus verse for the week. I'll share with you what God has shared with me. I will have our closing and then I will uh, close out for this week. And we actually have five Tuesdays in the month of April, Um, but next week, next Tuesday will be our month in review. So this is going to be the last episode for this Sabbath and self-care series. So with all of that said, uh, let's get into the episode for this week. I'll be trying to make it into heaven, though. But you'll be trying to knock me off my course, though. Voices in my head screaming, YOLO. Yeah, but you only die once. Hey there, Purpose Peeps. I wanted to jump on here and let you know that there is still time for you to join our Healthy Eating Challenge for the month of April. Um, we've been doing it all month long. And the way that you can participate in the challenge, we're not eating any bread, any sweets. We're not eating any fried food or fast food, and it has been for the past four weeks. So if you are interested in joining the challenge, um, all you have to do is post a video talking about why you want to be intentional with what you eat using hashtag BGWPEats, and you'll be entered to win a free copy of my first book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose, and I'll actually be signing that copy for you. So if you're interested in joining that healthy eating challenge, if you say, you know what, Brie, I've been struggling over these past few weeks, but I want to end the month of April intentionally then I hope that you will join me again no bread no sweets no fast food or fried food just for the next week and then I'm hoping that that will plant a seed and that after you realize oh I can do this for a week you can do it for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks however the Holy Spirit leads I hope that you will join me in um, doing that challenge that healthy eating challenge no bread no sweets no fast food or fried food for the next week and make sure you're following us on Instagram at Black Girls with Purpose. And if you post your video, use hashtag BGWPEats. Now for real, for real, let's get into the episode for this week. I walked past the mirror in my parents' bathroom one morning and was appalled and ashamed at the reflection looking back at me. My hair was all over my head, I had dried up spit in the corners of my mouth, bags under my eyes, and I was wearing multiple colors, none of which were complimentary. I remember thinking to myself, is this how I greeted my husband this morning? Not a good look, sis. And in that very moment, I decided moving forward, I would be more intentional with my appearance. Now, I want to start this episode with a disclaimer that I will be making a lot of references to my husband and my family and my children, but whether you're single or married, children or no children, I truly believe that you can benefit from what it is that I'm going to teach. And in order to keep things simple, because there are a ton of things that go into self-care, I'm going to just focus on three things. Those three things are how often we sleep, what we eat, and our appearance or what we wear. I believe if these three basic items are taken care of, then we're on the road to great self-care. Now you may say, Bree, the Bible doesn't instruct us about these things. And if you believe that, allow me to refer you to Colossians 3.23, which reads, Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically, as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ Jesus. Now, the way that we can tie this to sleep is tied back to one of the first episodes from our series. When we think about rest, it shows that we're trusting in God, not ourselves, to give us what we need. And the truth is that if I'm up at all hours, even with a newborn, it's probably an indication that I've given way to anxiety. But God's word says I should not be anxious about anything in Philippians 4 and 6. Instead, I should cast my cares on him because he cares for me, which is in 1 Peter 5 and 7. And it's funny because in 1 Peter 5 and 6, it talks about humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And we talked about how humility and rest are connected in our first week. When I look at this scripture, I think about how God has convicted me over the previous weeks uh, when it comes to resting because I've shared with y'all my journey of going from Hustle Girl Supreme to someone who I feel like is really is getting really good 
at balancing everything, not by myself, but because of the grace and the instruction that God has given me. And when I look back at how I used to strive for things, I almost feel silly. Because as we talked about in the first week, God says in his word that he gives rest to his beloved. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, God, I do get to sleep. This whole time I've been missing out on something that you freely give to me. We justify it because we say, oh, well, that's what everybody says. We're all out here, team, no sleep. And I'm reminded of a scripture I read during my quiet time this morning that said, do not be transform I mean do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you have to say God what what do you say about me what do you feel like my priority should be should I be resting right now should I be awake and it's funny how things have transitioned even from the beginning of the series to now because at the beginning of the series uh, my son was about a month old and now he's seven weeks And even in this short amount of time, God has really shown me what rest was and he's really reset me. And I had talked about this on last week's episode or the second week's episode about being still and how rest gives us the opportunity to reset and refresh. And that's what God has done through me. I'm just seeing the different things he wanted to lay on my heart in this season so that I didn't miss anything. And don't get me wrong, I'm still in the newborn stage. So there still have been moments when I'm running off little sleep. But the way that I know that I'm operating where he has me is that I still have a ton of energy. So that's just something that you should meditate on as you are prioritizing sleep. And you ask yourself, what's your why? Are you up because you're anxious or are you up because you say, hey, Brie, God's speaking to me. If you're up because you're anxious, then ask that God will help you to be intentional with your rest so that you can be filled up and he can use you for his glory. Uh, So the next scripture or the next focus that we talk about with self-care is what we eat. Um, And scripture actually gets really specific about what we eat. 1 Corinthians 10 31 reads, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And that brings us back to the title of today's episode. What's your why? Why are you eating what you're eating? For me, I had to ask myself this pretty consistently. Um, Two years ago in my house, I actually put up a postcard or a note card that said, Are you eating because you're hungry or because you like the thought of eating? And I put them there strategically because I knew I was going to see them whenever I was trying to get something to eat. So I don't know about y'all, and I, I may have shared this last week, but food used to be my therapy where if I was happy, okay, I'm going to get some food. If I'm sad, okay, I'm going to get some food. And I talked about how even knowing or planning what it is that I was going to eat was almost therapeutic for me. Where I was- I'd be at work and think to myself, okay, when I get home, I'm going to have some macaroni and cheese and some chicken, which I can't think of the last time I had chicken and macaroni and cheese. But it was almost a way of escape, the way that people will go on Instagram sometimes and say, I don't want to think about what's going on in front of me. I just want to look at this travel agency. And I had to hold myself accountable and saying, why are you eating? Are you eating because you're hungry? Are you eating because you like the thought of eating? Are you eating to avoid dealing with something else that you need to deal with? And it really helped me. It helped me too, because other people would come over and see the note card and they'd say, oh, what is this about? And it was an opportunity for me to share my testimony and say, yeah, I I used to really struggle with gluttony, but God gave me a way to hold myself accountable to what I'm eating and when I'm eating. Eventually it became bigger than am I eating because I am hungry or because I like the thought of eating. I also started looking at what it is that I was eating. Am I eating this because it's convenient? Am I eating this because I feel like I deserve it? Because honestly, how many times do we say, you know, I've had a hard day and when I get home, I'm about to eat some ice cream because I deserve it. I I am a hardworking woman and I just... I need some ice cream. And I honestly feel as if God asks us, why is that how you celebrate? Or why is that how you cope? Why don't you instead come to me? Because at the end of the day, this ice cream tub is going to run out. But I have wisdom and comfort and joy that is everlasting. What I've asked myself even this month is what is what I'm eating healthy for me. And I'm about to get real personal, y'all. But when I first had my son, about a week after I had him, I developed hemorrhoids, which is just, you. I'll let you Google what that is. I'm not going to get too graphic, but I developed hemorrhoids. And one of the things that can cause hemorrhoids is a lack of fiber in your diet. And I remember 
sitting in the bathroom and asking myself, what have I eaten over the past few days? And I kid you not, it was like bagel, tortilla, tortilla, bagel. I legitimately couldn't think of the last time I'd had a vegetable or a piece of fruit. I tried to justify it because I said, okay, well, I got a newborn, I got to eat something, I got to just grab this little quick bite. And that was an excuse because it was it was poor planning on my end. If I know, okay, I'm going to have a newborn, I'm not going to have the capacity to make a four-course meal, then I either needed to prep food beforehand and freeze it, or I needed to set up some kind of arrangement with Uber Eats to do delivery or get a HelloFresh box delivered to my house. I don't know. There are, just, there are a lot of things that are available to me. And this ties into what I said earlier. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. But with every temptation, God will provide a way of escape. There was a way out of me eating what I was eating. But because I was doing it blindly and was just like, oh, let me just eat something. And that's how we justify it too, right? Well, I got to eat. I got to eat something. Okay. But just be intentional with what it is you're eating. What, what is your, that you're putting in your body and is it really helping you to be who God's called you to be? And y'all, I said that at the beginning, some of y'all are thinking to yourselves, does it really take all that? It does. It's that serious. There's a scripture that says God orders the footsteps of the righteous and he delights in every detail of their lives. That means he delights in what you eat. And he delights in how often you eat. And if we keep in mind Colossians 3, 23, which is our verse for today, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as unto the Lord and not unto men, then we understand, okay, God, I want you to be pleased with my diet. And I have learned in these past, I can't believe it's only been 18 days. It feels like the month is over for some reason, but um, I learned that Simply making a change of not purchasing certain items at the grocery store helped me to train my taste buds to crave other things. So I find myself like looking forward to having a smoothie in the morning or um, I bought some Raisin Bran this week and I'm actually looking forward to eating it. I had some every day last week and I was just remembering, man, Raisin Bran is tasty and don't look at me and judge me. Raisin Bran is tasty, y'all. Don't be judging me. It's not typically what you would think of when you think of cereal to eat. You may be thinking Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which shout out to that childhood favorite. That will always be a favorite for me. But I've retrained my taste buds to not need things that are so sugary. And it's funny because I remember when I was younger, I would put sugar on top of my Raisin Bran. And I had thought about doing that the other day. I was like, "Ooh, I should add some sugar to this. And then I thought, sis, you don't need it. You haven't been eating cookies and brownies and cakes, which I was never a huge dessert person. But when you open that Pandora's box, you'd be surprised what you find yourself craving. So it's really exciting to be doing the opposite version of that, where I am retraining my th- my body to want things that are healthy for me. And I'm finding that even strawberries or grapes or bananas are almost too sweet. I like there's a little bit of sugar on those raisins. You cherish that and then we'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> I, it's funny because I talk about this in my book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose, how your battle to eat healthfully is one at the grocery store. If you don't buy it, then you don't eat it, period. Like if you don't have a Snickers readily available in your pantry, then it's gonna take an extra effort for you to get in your car, drive to the convenience store, to the grocery store and get it. And by that time, prayerfully, you have talked to God and said, Lord, I really want this Snickers, but I feel like I don't need it. And he can redirect you and say, yeah, you don't need it, sis. How about you get, um, one of my neighbors was saying that she was craving a Snickers one time and she got some Greek yogurt and some caramel and some, she told me like one other thing that she put in and she was like, and it was so delicious. And I said, oh man, okay. Like that was my sweet tooth craving. I I took care of it, but you have to slow down long enough to think like that, right? Going back to what I said earlier about the beans I ate yesterday, if I take a moment and say, God, I don't want, I don't feel like I need this right now. I need you to help me see that either I don't need it or I need you to guide me on how I cannot eat it. I said I didn't want to package it up and he could have been like, okay, well, offer it to Jordan or get over it and package it up anyway. I don't know. There's so many ways of escape if we just look for them. Another example, I told you I'm not eating fried food. My mom fried catfish and 
I remember earlier in the day, I was about to cook dinner and it was going to be a dinner that took a little bit longer. And then my mom texted me saying she was going to fry catfish. And I remember getting excited because I thought to myself, oh my gosh, sis, you almost blocked your blessing. And then God said, no, you're not eating fried food. Did you forget about this? And I got sad for a moment because I said, God, I, I want the catfish. And I just want to honor my mom. You know, she made this food for me. She's offering to make this food for me. And I kid you not, I had a whole hour of me talking back and forth to God about how I should just go ahead and eat the fried catfish. And then he gave me the idea to bake my piece instead of frying it. So I was still able to be in harmony with the meal that was being prepared. I just prepared mine in a different way. And we were able to move past it. It just showed me sometimes we don't get a way of escape because we're not looking for it. How hard are you trying to overcome this temptation? Are you really thinking about it? Are you really submitting it to God and saying, Lord, this is an area of weakness for me and I need you to help me? Because if you do that, he will give you the strength and the endurance that you need. Um, I'm reminded of another scripture that says the, the, the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. And I think we have convinced ourselves that it is an inconvenience to be a Christian, that the Bible is just this book of no's and in this book of rules that we're just bound to break and, and things that set us up for failure. But the Bible isn't a rule book. It's an invitation with everything. We are given a choice. God says, hey, this is how you can live. And if you notice, especially if you read the book of Proverbs, he's talking about ways to prosper us. He's talking about ways we can get wisdom. He's talking about how we can have spiritual success. So for us to take the Bible and tear it down as this rule book, I think shows a lack of maturity and it shows a lack of, even if it's not a lack of maturity, it's a lack of understanding. And that's why I think it's so important for us to spend time in our word, because when we spend time in our word, we're spending time with God. And the more we spend time with him, the more we understand him, the more we get comprehension and we say, oh God, this is an invitation. You're not trying to tell me how to live. You're inviting me to live the best life, which is something that we're all about, right? Especially in this generation. And I think that's what we dismiss with the Bible is that we take it as just a bunch of like old stories that are about these old people in a time that is old. And I was I was uh, listening to a sermon by Tony Evans this week, and he was just saying like God is intentional. He put everything in the Bible, every single line. Like the Bible is Holy Spirit led, and so how can you dismiss anything that's in the Bible? God cared about it so much that He made sure that it was written down for our instruction. And if you're ever in a situation where you're reading a story, you're like God, what does this have to do with me? Ask Him. I promise you, He will show you how to apply it. In the same way, I could look last week at the example of the Israelites and how they were discontent about the quail or they were discontent about the manna and they wanted meat and how God was saying this is all also about y'all so many of y'all are discontent with where I have you and you're constantly complaining God will give you the insight that you need but you have to ask him and you have to humble yourself and say God how does this apply to me this eating piece is just so key and I know for me going to the what's your why I realized that I am setting the tone for my family. So I see this even with my son. So for example, my dad, he has stopped eating chips uh, recently. We did a fast at the end of, or maybe it wasn't the end. We did a fast over a month ago and it was just a three day fast and we gave up different things. And my dad gave up chips, which if y'all know my dad, uh, he loves chips. They're like his bae. Like Mom is his bae first, but then like chips are like shortly after. <laughs> and so it was a big sacrifice for him to not eat chips. And he has not eaten chips since then. And I'm so proud of him. But the bigger picture was because, or is, now that we don't have chips in the house as much, Jaden isn't asking for them. He is asking for snacks because he has an appetite like his family and he likes to eat, cool, whatever. But he's not snacking on chips he's having dried fruit or he's having wheat thins or he's having hummus y'all when my baby was eating some hummus I felt like he was the healthiest baby on the planet so I have the 
honor and the opportunity to foster good habits in him. And when we think about our health, that is something that's worth taking seriously. That is when we, when we ask the question, does it take all that? Uh, yeah, if this is going to add years to your life, then yes, it takes all that for you to be intentional and disciplined with what you eat. And as I said at the beginning, I'm not just talking to y'all, I'm talking to me because especially in the black community, we can dismiss certain things because we say, oh, it's always been like this, or this is how my family cooks, or this is just what we eat. Well, you, you can decide. We're going to have greens. We're going to have like the kind of greens like spinach and cabbage. And <laughs> I'm not going to make them with a big pound of meat. I'm just going to make the greens. I'm just going to make the greens by themselves, or I'm going to put them with some veggies. You get to make that choice. You get to have that kind of impact and influence on your family. And so instead of looking at that as a burden, take it as an honor and, and as a challenge to do some new things. I am so excited about all the new recipes that I've learned in this month of doing this healthy eating challenge. And I have actually started enjoying cooking, which I did not think that I would do because it just seemed like a drag to me. But now it's almost like an experiment every week of, ooh, okay, what's gonna be the new recipe? Oh, what if I put quinoa in this instead of rice? Or what if I add red chili paste, even though it says to use tomato paste, those kinds of things. It can be really fun if you make it fun. And it just ties back to the scripture that the commands of the Lord aren't burdensome. God's not going to tell you to be self-disciplined in a specific area because he wants you to not have any fun. He's not that kind of dad. He wants to have fun with you. He just wants you to use what he's giving you properly. And as long as you go to him for direction, which is what I do, even when I go grocery shopping, he'll give you all kinds of insight and it will... It'll blow your mind, honestly. And I I think that's what I've learned about God in these past few weeks is just how detailed he is. I have dismissed so many things thinking that he didn't care about them or thinking that he only cares about these big Holy Ghost moments where the walls of Jericho are falling down. And I go back to the scripture that I said earlier. It says he orders the footsteps of the righteous and delights in every detail of their lives, which includes what we eat. So do not dismiss that, friends. Do not dismiss that family. He wants to do a new thing and I'm trying to be a part of it. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to be a part of it because I want God to use me. Can understand how intentional God is with everything. Then it helps us to be more intentional and partner with him in how often we sleep and what we eat. Now for this last piece, what we wear I'm opening myself up to controversy because there are going to be some of y'all who are like, Bree, you know, you can't tell me what to wear. Or there are going to be some people who are like, oh my gosh, that's sexist that you feel like you have to dress a certain way for your husband. Y'all, anything I'm sharing is coming from a personal conviction from me and God. This is not any me trying to be Beyonce, me trying to, you know, set up thirst traps for my husband, me trying to look like somebody I'm not. This is just how the Holy Spirit has convicted me when it comes to what I wear. So this area was hard for me because I used the whole I'm a new mom or I'm at home most of the days of the week as an excuse to not put a lot of effort into how I looked. And I had to realize that I wanted to be intentional about the message that I was conveying to my husband and to our children and to my my parents even. I don't have to walk around the house in heels, but I can put some intention behind my appearance. Colossians 4.17 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the Father through him. Which means that I can use my appearance to bring God glory. A lady at our church said, Sometimes we as Christians, uh, and specifically Christian women, chalk up looking like anything because we say like, oh, people need to have their eyes on Jesus. They don't need to be looking at me. And I was definitely guilty of that kind of thinking. We walk around saying that God is our father, but then if we look like anything, then are we showing people that he's a good father? You say God supplies all your needs, but you, you, yeah, you look pretty needy right now. Um, so I can see why you rejoice that he supplies all your needs. And that really convicted me because I hadn't thought about it that way. I, 
how am I representing God? Am I showing people that he's a good father? Am I showing them that he supplies all my needs? And I remember even justifying it with like first Peter three and three that says your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. For it says rather it should be of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Yes, the gentle and quiet spirit is beautiful. And like scripture says in Proverbs 31, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who who fears the Lord is to be praised. Those things are not negated, but what God was telling me, if I'm doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, if I'm doing everything enthusiastically, then that applies with how I look every day. That applies with how I'm getting ready in the morning. Even if it is to just be on the couch with my children or go outside and play with my son, Jaden, or talk to my husband, G, it doesn't matter. I'm, I, if I'm Christ's ambassador and I'm representing him, then I should look like something. I should look like somebody. Again, I don't have to look like Beyonce, but I can look like the best version of Brie. I just want to say, y'all, if your why is based in anything that's not God, it's going to be a lot harder to stick with it. Because my first why is God with everything that I've talked about, with what I eat, with how often I sleep, and with my appearance. My first why is God. Then there are some ripple effects from that. So with how I sleep, it's like, okay, well, this pours into my family too, because if I'm well rested, then I'm able to be at my full capacity for them and with what I eat okay this is tying into like generational breaking generational curses and cycles of disease and helping to develop healthier habits in my family and with how I dress okay first is for God but then it's also so that I'm making sure that I'm a, a great representative of Christ in my home and on the streets but it has to start with God first because everything else is fleeting And I know that that's the Holy Spirit that had me share that. Everything else is fleeting. If you're doing it to get the applause, if you're doing that to get the accolades, if you're doing it because you feel like someone's going to, you know, fly fly you out to speak at their conference about the five changes you need to make to your diet so that your hair grows down to your knees or something, whatever the case may be. If you're doing it to get the praise of men, it's not going to last. And I'm reminded of that quote that says, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ shall last. He has to be your motivation. And I think about my family. I love my family dearly, but all of us are going to pass away one day. So if they're my sole motivation, then I don't have the desire at the point when they pass away, I don't have the desire to do the things I used to do for them. I say, say okay, well, you know, I, I was cooking for my husband and now I don't have a husband anymore, so I'm going to stop cooking. I have to have my motivation grounded in something that is going to get me into eternity. I have to have my foundation grounded in God because he's the one who has placed these desires inside of me. I'm reminded of Ephesians 2 and 13, uh, which we talked, or Philippians 2 and 13, which we talked about on a podcast episode with Courtney Tezano, but it says that God has given you the desire to both will and to work for his good pleasure. So if God has placed the desire inside of me to eat healthfully, to be intentional with how much I sleep, to put intention behind what I wear, then he's going to be the one who sustains me. And I don't have to worry about my husband saying, oh my gosh, babe, you killing it out here. Or my son eating all of his veggies I can just say God man I, I hope that I was pleasing to you today I hope that you are pleased with me and as long as he is then I'll have the motivation that I need to keep getting up to have that consistency day after day morning after morning evening after evening I hope that you will be honest with God about what your reasons for good self-care have been previously because you may feel like okay you started this journey and you failed a lot of times so why are you going to keep going but if you're listening to this that means that God's trying to tell you something he doesn't waste words in the same way he put every word in the bible in there intentionally he has you listening to this particular episode on this particular day in this particular season for a reason so ask him what that reason is and then help him ask him to help you with the area you feel like you're struggling with most if it is your sleep if it is what you eat if it is how you dress even for a week and you may think 
oh, this is impossible. I don't have the time. But remember what, like what we talked about in the first week, you don't have to be everything to everybody. So I also ask that you would ask God to show you your priorities. Say, Lord, okay, out of these three things, like what is it, what area do I really need to be focusing on? And then what things do I need to shift around on my plate so that I can really focus on being intentional in this area? That may look like delegating some of your tasks at work to other people on your team so that you can get some sleep. That may look like turning off your text notifications after a certain time so you can get some sleep. That may look like doing online grocery shopping so that you're not impulse spending at the at the grocery store and you're not buying things that you don't need. That may look like ordering a few new items from it don't have to be anywhere fancy, old navy. You know, just just show him what your ask him what your priority should be and I promise you he will lay out the roadmap for you because he is a detailed God and he loves you dearly and in the same way if you have really great parents who especially when you're younger they like listen to every detail of your day where you're like okay then I went outside and then I saw a tree and then there was some grass and they're like oh my gosh what yes this wow what kind of grass was there like that's how God is with you he wants you to talk to him and tell him about every part of your day and ask him for assistance and say like Lord show me which way to go he wants to do those things but you have to meet with him right and you have to ask him and you have to believe that he's going to provide I'm reminded in which is also in James he says James 1 it says now if any of you lacks wisdom he should ask God who gives to all generously and without criticizing and it will be given to him in verse uh six so that was verse five in verse six it says but let let him ask in faith without doubting for the doubter is like the surgeon sea driven and tossed by the wind so whenever you're asking god for wisdom in these areas or what what your focus should be you should be asking with a sense of expectation that hey i'm seeking god i'm asking him for direction in this area and he's going to talk to me because he wants to talk to me because i'm his child in the same way my mom loves hearing from me, even whether I'm talking about chicken strips or this new project that I'm working on, God wants to hear from me. Say that to yourself. Declare that to yourself. God wants to hear from me. And, and in the same way we aspire to please our parents and we want them to be proud, you'll find yourself doing that every day. Like God, I just want to make my daddy proud. That's, that's what I'm saying today for me. I want to make my daddy proud. So if that means that I'm not eating fast food or fried food or bread or sweets, or if that means that I'm doing another fast or if that, whatever it means, okay, God, if this is what will please you, then I will do it again and again and again, because I was reminded of what Paul said. He said, we make it our aim to please him. That is my aim. I love God so much. And I, I just want him to be proud of me. I think if you're listening to this, there's some part of you that wants that too. Maybe you didn't have a, a earthly father who ever gave you praise for anything. Maybe you have an earthly father who you 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 went out of your way for all the time and he never even said like, good job. But y'all, God is not like that. He sees the effort that you're making. He sees that effort and he's he's so proud of you and he loves you. He really does. So just keep trying. Don't give up, okay? Just keep trying. Be intentional. Let him be your why. Let him be the motivation behind everything you're doing. And I promise you that you will succeed. I promise you that you will succeed. And I had to talked to God earlier um was it this morning is it we had a lot a a long talk this morning uh but he was reminding me of uh first corinthians 10 13 which says no one undergoing a trial should say i am being tempted by god for god is not tempted by evil and he himself does not tempt anyone And then verse 14, it says, but each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own desires. And he was reminding me like, Bree, I'm setting you up for success. Don't ever feel like, oh, well, Lord, the Lord keep on, keeps on tempting me. Cause I'm like, well, Lord, 
you know, if you know this area of weakness for me, like, why am I, why am I still going through all this? Like, why, why, why are we constantly having to talk about what I eat? And he brings me back to the scripture in Hebrews 12. He said, do not despise the Lord's discipline for he disciplines the one he loves. God's like, I'm put, this is just training, baby. I, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I love you. This is training. It's like, he's giving me training wheels. If he didn't love me, he could take the training wheels off and just send me on the bike and I could bust my face. But he's like, I love you so much that I know this seems really restrictive right now that you're like, really, Lord, I can't eat after this time or I can only eat between this time and this. I know this seems like it's restrictive, but it's because I love you and because I care about you. I care about your training. I care about your character. I care about the woman that I have predestined you to be. And I want you to have everything that is available to you. I don't want anything keeping us from one another. Scripture talks about the, having that breastplate of righteousness. We want to be able to be in right standing with God because you never want to feel like, oh, I feel like I can't hear from God anymore. He doesn't speak to me. He's like, I love you so much. I want you to hear me clearly. So I'm just making sure that our lines of communication are clear. So I know it seems like I'm doing a lot. I know it seems like I'm doing the most, but just trust in me. Just trust me. Just trust that everything I'm doing is for your good and my glory. And so, y'all, I don't know what area you need assistance in today. I don't know where God is disciplining you, but I promise you it's a good thing. And God keeps bringing me back to the scripture, the Proverbs that says young lions like food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord like no good thing. We talked about that last week. If you will just trust in him, if you will just seek him, you will like no good thing. Everything you feel like you're giving up for him in this season, oh, will he pour it back out exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think? Oh, like he just, he wants to pour out so much on you, but he wants to make sure that he can trust you with it first. And there are some of you who are listening and you feel like me, you're, you're like, Lord, I, I don't have anything left. Like, what else can you take from me? And I'm reminded of Peter in Mark 10, 28. He said, look, we have left everything and followed you. And God tells him in verse 29 through 30, he says, truly, I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the gospel will fail to receive a hundredfold in this present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and fields along with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Like you, you reap what you sow. And we talk about that in the negative sense a lot of times. It's like, oh, dang, you, you know, you, you reap what you sow. But it's, it's a good thing, too. If you, you're out here planting corn, guess what, boo? You about to get some corn. If you're out here planting strawberry, guess what? You're going to get some strawberries. Like, So just be patient and just trust. I, I My husband, he, he does farming, and I'm so grateful to be married to him for so many reasons. But I love what I've learned from him when it comes to farming because I just see the faithfulness that's required of a farmer. Going out every day, planting the seeds, watering, not even knowing if anything's going to come from it. Like that takes a lot of faith and it takes a lot of time. I remember when uh, we had peppers grow and we got our first pepper that he had grown like from seed. I was like, is this a pepper? Is this a pepper? This is exciting. We put, there was actually something in there. I don't know about y'all, but I'm like, wow, okay. So there was something to this. This was not wasted. And God wants to tell you everything you have put into the ground, he sees it. And you don't just keep watering it. It's it's gonna come. You are going to reap the benefits. You are going to have the harvest, but you have to keep being faithful with what it is that you've been given. You have to allow him to be your motivation. You have to say, you know what, God? I don't know why you have me doing this, but I'm gonna do it because I love you. Because I want you to be proud of me. Because you sent your son to die on the cross for my sins so how can I not return even this small thing and I just I'm so excited to see the people of God like just 
be completely sold out to him in ways that other generations have never seen. Because I think that we have been appointed for and anointed for such a time as this. And so I am excited for everything that God is doing. I thank God for you listening. And I think he wants to do something phenomenal in your life. Not even just long term. I think he wants to do something phenomenal in your life this week. But I think before he does that, we're going to be tested. And I'm, I'm, I'm praying that you pass with flying colors because it's going to be worth it exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ask or think. As we close out, I do want to share our verse of the week and our song for the week. So our verse of the week is actually two verses. The first one comes from 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 10, and it reads, So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. And again, that's 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 10. And then the second verse for the week is, out of Galatians 6, 7 through 8, which reads, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap in return. The one who sows to please his flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But the one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And both of those scriptures tie in so perfectly with what we are talking about. Like, this is all about pleasing God. And this is about having faith that what we reap, we will sow. Like, but on the positive side of it, instead of worrying about all the things that you feel like, oh, I planted that in the ground. Ooh, hope that doesn't come up anytime soon. Why not just plant good things? How about that? Then you don't have to look over your shoulder. And this is me also just talking to me. And then the song for the week is uh, called Where You Are. It's by Jeremy Riddle and Bethel Music. And it just, same thing, ties back into making it our aim to please God and just wanting to be aligned with his purposes. So I hope that you have been blessed by this episode for this week. I know that even as I was recording, it was healing for me. Uh, I think it ties to what scripture says about confessing your sin one to another that you may be healed because this is a journey y'all. And I pray that you have somebody in your life that you can get encouragement from and just say, Hey, I'm really struggling in this area. Can you pray with me or can you hold me accountable? And God will raise up that person for you. Believe you me. So I am excited as I shared about what God's going to do through you and through your unique ministry. You have a, a sphere of influence that I don't have. And so I pray that you will go out and be a light in those dark places this week. Um, I do want to end with our calls to action which are first to join our Black Girls of Purpose community. Uh, you can do that by going to blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join. You'll be met with a screen that has uh, a space for your name and your email. And if you fill that out, then you're going to get a series of emails from me, including our Purpose Pathway Guide, a coupon code to use at our Black Girls of Purpose shop, and a few other things. Uh, I don't take for granted, I say this every week, I don't take for granted the fact that you are listening. And so whenever I see people who have joined our email list, I like to just shower them with goodies because it means a lot that you come here and spend time with us each week. And then the last thing is if you would like to partner with this ministry financially, you can do that by going to blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash give. I am giving away digital copies of my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotional on faith for free for everyone who gives any amount, whether it be a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, just as a thank you for pouring into this ministry. When I started this back in 2016, I had no idea what it is that we'd be doing. I didn't know we'd be doing a podcast. I didn't know we'd have workshops. I didn't know that we would have a conference. I didn't know we'd have anything. But to know that you are listening is just confirmation that this is where we're supposed to be and so if you're able to partner with us financially it just helps us to pour more financial resources into the work of this ministry i have so much vision uh, for what i want to see happen through bgwp first and foremost that people will come to know god um, who did not know him previously but i just 
I said this earlier, I think God is raising up a generation of people who are going to do things that people have to see to believe. And as much as I can help you with that, whether that means helping you to start a business or helping you to be more intentional with what you're eating. However, I can partner with you while you partner with God. I am down for it. So um, if you want to partner with us financially, again, you can do that by going to blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash give. And I thank you in advance for sowing a seed. Uh, I am really excited to just see what God's going to do through this ministry. And I pray that you will be praying with us as we're praying for you and that you have a fantastic week. Y'all know I always have to end our series with prayer. Sometimes I pray in between, but I do want to end this series with prayer, um, especially since we'll just be doing our monthly review next week. Um, So I just pray that you'll bow your heads with me. Uh, Lord God, thank you for this day, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way, Lord God. Thank you for moving heaven heaven and earth for us to be able to meet with you today, Lord, for us to be able to talk about what it means to rest, Lord God, what it means to be still, Lord God, what it means to not be everything to everybody, uh, to be content with what it is that you've given us, Lord God, and and to know that you have to be our motivation behind everything, Lord. Um, Lord, I'm praying for everyone who's listening to this podcast, Lord, for whatever it is that resonated with them. It may be something that we said way in the beginning, Lord God. I just pray that they will take that seed, Lord, that you have planted in them, Lord, that you they will plant it in the ground, Lord, that they will be good stewards over it, Lord, that they will water it, Lord God, that they, they will... They will till it, Lord God. They will do everything that they need to do to make sure that when the proper time comes, they will be able to reap the harvest, Lord God. And I just pray for victory over temptation, Lord God, whether they have, like me, struggled with gluttony, Lord God, whether they have struggled with laziness, Lord, whether they find themselves really struggling to get up every morning, Lord, whether they find themselves struggling to be motivated, Lord. I know your word says that with every temptation, you'll provide a way of escape. So Lord, I just pray that you will be our motivation, Lord God, for everything that we're doing. I pray that all things we do that will be pleasing to you. And Lord, I pray for those who are listening who do not have a relationship with you, Lord God. I I know from experience that not having a relationship with you or not allowing you to be the one who directs our steps leads to a lot of empty places, Lord God. It, it ultimately leads to darkness, Lord. And so I'm praying that you will be that light in their life, Lord God. Your word says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who walks in me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, Lord. And so I'm praying that that light will shine on them right now in this moment, Lord God. They will accept you into their heart, that they will say, Lord, I am a sinner, but I hear that you died on the cross for my sins and I want you to come into my life, Lord. I want to accept your perfect gift of salvation. I pray that they will do that today. And Lord, that as a result of their obedience, Lord, as a result of their faith, you will just bless them in a huge way. Not because that's why they're doing, Lord, but just because you're a good God and because you give good gifts to your children. And so, Lord, I thank you in advance for the ministries, for the businesses, Lord God, for the books, for everything that's going to be birthed out of the people that are listening to this podcast today. And I pray that you will bless them exceedingly and abundantly above all they could ask or think. It's in all these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. It's never that easy to choose purpose But I would die to my flesh, live a life of worship I'm really, really, really trying to make it into heaven I'm trying to him say two words like, well done